you know, borrowers are wondering, well, my deal got approved. Why do I have to wait a week? And I'm working with people. We, a lot of our clients use self-directed IRA accounts um, to fund deals. I don't know how much you know about those, but they take time. You know, they're not an overnight, hey, why are the funds? You got to submit it. And so we, we really wanted to figure out a way that it was an easier process for our borrowers as long as the deal, you know, fit our box. Um, and then we also had a lot of investors that didn't really want it. What a year 2020 was. 2021 is here and I hope you're hitting the ground running. I know we are here at Dwelling. We've just got a deal on the contract. We're going to be closing on soon. For those that have joined us on that deal, um, you know what I'm talking about. If you are saying, what am I talking about? Then you need to take your investing game to the next level in this year. So make sure you join the Dwelling deal list, an exclusive deal list. Um, not only do you get access to our deals, quickly but you also get tips and tricks about you know how you can take your, your investing game to the next level this year so if you are not on the dwelling deal list click on the link in the show notes or just go to dwelling.com um, that's d-w-e-l-l-y-n-n.com or just go to investwithola.com and just sign up sign up sign up sign up Thank you so much for joining us on The Dwelling Show. I'm your host, Ola Dantes. I've got an incredible, amazing guest with us today, Heather Draves. Hey, Heather, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. And thank you so much for letting me be a guest on your show. My pleasure. My pleasure. Um, so, yes, let's kind of jump right into it. Can you kind of tell the listeners a little bit more about who you are, um, what you've been doing, and kind of what you've been up to lately, actually? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my name is Heather Dreves. I am with Secured Investment Corp. And we're a, a very unique company. Um, we are very broad and um, organic in the sense that um, we create a lot of our own deal flow, our leads, our clients that we work with. But essentially what we do is we are a private lender. And so we help provide funding to active real estate investors that are either refinancing or purchasing investment properties. So we create short-term debt for them. Uh, and then on the, the back side of that, the more passive side of the business, we have a lot of investors that, um, you know, some of them have been active real estate investors in the past, um, or they're just looking for something very passive that's more of an alternative asset class. Um, and so these investors um, like assets that are backed by residential real estate. And so we provide investment opportunities through two real estate funds that we manage. And then we also sell trustees. So um, we really can kind of cater to everyone. If it's somebody that's more active, that's needing funding for their deals, um, we can help with that. But then on the other side of it, again, um, if it's somebody more passive that, you know, is just looking to really deploy capital. Um, and not really have to worry about it and deal with tenants and toilets, we can help, you know, in that aspect also. Yeah, I mean, I think kind of let's just go back a little bit. Um, just kind of talk a little bit about, you know, yourself and how you go into the real estate world and you know, working for a security investment corp as well. Just kind of curious how you got to your role today. Yeah. Well, I've been in the private money lending industry um, for just about 18 years now. Um, but, you know, I grew up around real estate. My parents were active real estate investors and um, my dad was retired military and then went into 
um, you know, more of the corporate world. But my parents, you know, growing up, looking back at it now, were always active in real estate. My dad had bought a lot of land in the past and done very well with that. And so, you know, growing up around it, I saw the opportunity. Uh, and then being exposed to the private lending world, I saw how you can actually take advantage of that opportunity. I think a lot of people think that the only way to take down real estate is go through traditional banks and sources like that, which, as we all know, are very restrictive and, you know, at many times difficult to work with. Um, but, you know, um, being exposed to the private lending world 18 years ago, it was very eye opening to me that, you know, the hardest and the biggest challenge is finding the deal that the funding is easy. It's really finding the right deal and making sure that the numbers work. And so, um, you know, being exposed to that showed me that, you know, the world is really kind of limitless, you know, the, the, the deal flow is the biggest challenge. Uh, and so um, I'm an active real estate investor myself. I actively manage our real estate fund um, that we manage here at Secured Investment Corp. And so, um, you know, through my relationships that I've gained um, through the industry, I've been able to fund a lot of my own deals, but then also help uh, my clients deploy their capital and, and, you know, create wealth for themselves and their families. No, thank you for sharing. I really appreciate that context. So if somebody's listening to this and they're thinking, well, I, you know, I have a deal, I think I have a deal, or, mm -hmm. you know, I get a bunch of deals, maybe it's a renovation, like a flip project, or maybe it's a larger deal, um, kind of as a fund manager, what are you, what are you looking for when you, I mean, I'm sure you're going through, you know, hundreds and hundreds of deals. How do you yeah. find a good one? You know, I think what sets us aside is, we, we, see, we, we see two sides of it, right? We have our borrowers, and then we obviously have our investors that are in our funds that we have, you know, an obligation to, you know, do what's in their best interest as a fund member and, and yield the fund the highest returns that they can get. But um, as, a, as a company and as a fund management team, we also want our borrowers to be successful. So when we look at a deal, obviously there's, you know, the, the, general things that everybody looks for. You know, what is somebody's credit like? What is their financial situation? Um, we don't have minimum credit scores, uh, but we want to look at the whole picture. And the reason that we dive so deeply into the actual borrower and the person guaranteeing the loan is that we want to make sure that they're going to actually be able to get out of the deal. You know, can they service the debt? Are they going to be able to make their payments? Are they, you know, getting into a rehab project over their head? You know, I, I think that with the internet and TV right now, they make rehabbing look so glamorous and that it's so easy. Um, it's not. <laughs> My husband and I have done it. And I said, I thought this was like Chip and Joanna. This isn't as fun as I thought <laughs> I'm it laughing be. in the background here. Yeah. <laughs> because it's hard. And so, I mean, as a fund management team, we've turned deals away that we told people, this is way too big of a project for you. You don't have experience and you're not going to make any money. And you know, we've had people that get upset at that, you know, borrowers, but at the end of the day, they'll come back and say, you know what, thank you for telling me that. And I'm so glad I didn't get into that deal. So we want the borrowers to be successful, but, you know, on the fund management side of it, we want to make sure that the asset is there. You know, is there the equity in that deal that in the event that we have to step in as a lender and take a property back, can we get out whole and still make the fund money? And, you know, that's the risk in, in this industry, right? Not everybody's going to pay perfectly. You might have to foreclose. And so we have resources and processes and procedures in place internally to handle those kind of situations. Um, and so it's, it's two-sided. Is it a good deal? Can this borrower make money and get out of it? 
And is the asset there that in the event we have to step in that us as a fund management team can take it over and still make money and get out whole? Those are the two most important things that we look at when looking at deals. So when you talk about setting up a fund, a real estate fund, you know, so you've, like you said, you've got your fund members and then you've got mm-hmm. you know, those active um, investors. So typically it just sounds pretty complex. So can you give us like a quick summary of how you put these funds together? Do you have to get the SEC involved? You know, what does that process look like? Well, it's really kind of determined by what type of fund you open. Um, I I will tell you a little history on us. So 10 years ago when I came on board um, with Secured Investment Corp, I dialed for dollars, which meant that a borrower would apply for a loan. Our underwriting team would do their due diligence. Once it checked all the boxes, I'd get on the phone and start calling clients, which was great. You know, we were still able to fund a lot of deals, but it was a clunky process because, you know, borrowers are wondering, well, my deal got approved. Why do I have to wait a week? And I'm working with people. A lot of our clients use self-directed IRA accounts um, to fund deals. I don't know how much you know about those, but they take time. You know, they're not an overnight, hey, wire the funds. You got to submit it. And so, we, we really wanted to figure out a way that it was an easier process for our borrowers as long as the deal, you know, fit our box. Um, and then we also had a lot of investors that didn't really want to take the risk on buying trustees. They said, I, I like the asset, but I don't want to deal with someone if they don't make their payments. So the funds were a natural progression for us because it's still the same asset. It's still the same risk. But the difference is, is we manage it all. They don't have to worry about it. We can close quick for our borrowers. So when you when you ask the question like how does what is the process of opening a fund it really depends on the fund we have two funds one is for accredited investors only yes it is registered with the sec but that one technically is an exempt fund because we only let high net worth individuals into it um, that fund has been in existence with us for eight years um, and that you just file your exemptions obviously there's a lot of um, legalities, you know, audited financials. We, we have an auditing firm come in once a year and do audited financials. Um, and that's in the best interest of our fund members and us. You know, it shows our fund members that a third party is coming in, watching over us, making sure that we're good operators, right? Um, but we actually have a fund, which is really exciting, that's open to everybody. And it's called a Regulation A Plus Fund. And it is very highly regulated by the SEC because of the fact that non-accredited investors can actually invest into it. So there's quarterly reporting, there's yearly reporting, it's audited on a yearly basis, um, and we have to reapply every five years. So it's very regulated and and simply for the fact that non-accredited investors go into it. But it's pretty exciting because you can actually invest in that fund with as little as $1,000. Um, which is really unheard of in the real estate fund world out there. Usually it is high net worth, you know, a minimum of 50000 or even more than that with some other funds. So um, there's a lot that goes on to managing a fund. We have a, a whole accounting team. We have a compliance team. We have a, a legal team. Um, but again, it's a really good opportunity for people that want to really invest in in residential real estate assets, but not get their hands in it, not deal with tenants and toilets and rehabbing houses. So um, it's been a great option for our clients that don't want to be quite as active. So if I'm one of such clients and I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, well, I do have a 401k or IRA, mm-hmm. self-directed IRA, 
and I don't want to get my hands dirty and I just want to get a good return. Um, you know, you, you, in your world, you guys talk about first lean positions, right, on this note. So can you kind of just walk mm-hmm. us through, you know, a client thinking, well, if I invest my money and, you know, this person can, you know, repay part of, you know, that money, like what happens? Mm-hmm. Can you kind of walk us through um, how you guys mitigate yeah. such risks? So we, one of the things that we do to mitigate those risks is we actually service all of the notes internally. Um, so you can, you know, you have options when you're lending money. You can originate and outsource servicing. There's lots of servicing companies out there that will collect payments and whatnot. Um, and we've tried that. Um, we were never very successful with finding a, a good partner to do that. So we actually built our own servicing team internally. And so um, the benefit to that is we know exactly what's going on with those accounts. We meet on a biweekly basis. We're all under one roof here. So we service about four, probably about 450 notes right now. But um, we, we have strong beliefs and procedures with that department. So um, they do have five-day grace periods. Um, and then at 30 days late, if, if a borrower is not contacting us, um, we will get a hold of the lender and say, hey, you know, so-and-so's not made their payments. We can't get a hold of them here's what we would suggest you do. Um, and a lot of people really like us just to, to guide them along and, and they have to approve it. As a lender, you have a first lien against the property. That is your security. You are the lien holder in the bank, which gives a lender the legal right, whether it's our fund or someone that buys our trustee, the legal right to foreclose. I mean, to be honest, foreclosure is the last thing we want to do. However, if a borrower is not communicating with us, if they're having challenges, um, then we will encourage lenders to let us foreclose at 45 days late. And it honestly, typically, it's, it usually gets someone's attention real quick. Oh, gosh, yeah, I, I didn't make my payment. It's like, yeah, I know we've been trying to call you for 45 days. Um, <laughs> but the other thing it does is, it, and I've been doing this a long time, the property that we take back quickly, we are much more successful on than the ones that we limp along, meaning you know, we try to work with the borrower and, you know, they give us every excuse in the book and six months later, we're still, you know, have a defaulted note. So we will start foreclosure quickly. You probably know this foreclosure is a little challenging right now with all the moratoriums. They are starting to lift. And, and what we do is different because we don't do owner-occupied financing. These are all investment properties, which technically make them commercial loans. Um, but we will, we will start foreclosure quickly. And we do that all in-house. We, we're not attorneys, but we will outsource to attorneys in all these different states that we lend in and we'll get the process going as quick as we can. And more often than not, borrowers will call back and, oh, I'm going to bring it current or I'm paying it off, you know. So it's very far and few between that we actually foreclose on, but we also take that very seriously too. And I think that's how we mitigate it. You know, we're not playing telephone with a servicing company that's trying to service it and well what's going on you know we know exactly what's going on with all of our accounts and we will we will act very quick if we have to so um yeah before before we kind of go into a case study of a, of a deal that you just lend them recently you always talk about kind of the future of of real estate or just the markets in general um so i just kind of want to get a sense of you know what your thoughts are on, on just in general just the real estate market Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's interesting times, right? Markets have been hot. Um, We have started seeing them cool off. I will tell you, 
One of the things that we practiced here is we only lend money and we only buy properties that are going to resell under the FHA cap. So we are not investing in high-end homes, jumbo home loans, um, because we believe if you're under that FHA cap, your database of buyers for those types of properties, if you have to exit it, are much greater than once you get up above that FHA cap. Not as many people qualify. Um, we stay in the affordable housing market is where we stay. And we encourage our borrowers to do the same thing because when markets shift, it's not if, they are shifting and they're going to shift. Um, we believe staying in the residential affordable home market space gives you more options. Um, I don't know how, you know, it, how it is in Houston, but at least where we are, there's a huge shortage of rentals right now. And so we've actually found houses that we bought um, to invest in with the fund that we were originally going to resell. We're actually renting them now because the return on investment is much higher because the rents are so great. So, you know, we think that encouraging our borrowers to do the same thing if they get in a, you know, if they have a bind and they can't sell the property, if that was originally their plan, they could potentially cash flow it and still service the debt. So there's, you know, opportunities to pivot when markets shift. And, and we think they are. We, we do focus only on re the residential space um, because that's what we know. That's, you know, we've decided 10 years ago when I came on board, our lane was residential real estate. It's not that to say that there's not lots of opportunity in others, um, but that's what we're experts at. So we really just focus on the residential space. Fascinating. All right. Yeah. Let's jump into a case study of, you know, a deal that you guys funded. Maybe just give us a little bit of a background um, of, of that particular deal. Sure. Um, it could be the one that you guys made the, the most or the investor, the active investor made yeah. the most money. Well, I mean, I think there's lots of different um, examples of that. Um, our fund actually does buy real estate in addition to lending the money. Um, we had a deal last quarter that we bought a property and uh, our ROI on it, um, after we sold it, it was uh, wholesale, meaning we went in, cleaned it up, did very minimal to it. You know, and we do everything from wholesale to wholesale to, you know, more retail where we'll go in and do more rehab. Um, but our ROI on that, we held it for six weeks, came out at 74%. Um, and wow. so that was, that oh, was wow. a great investment for us. I mean, our market is, is very hot right now. Um, but we've had some recently where we actually, so one of the things is we used to always buy real estate through the foreclosure auction. Um, and now because foreclosures have been stalled, um, obviously there's not that option. And so one of the areas that we've really found a lot of opportunity is distressed landlords. And these are small mom and pop, you know, they own two to three rentals. Well, as we all know, renters now are not forced to pay, right? They can stay there. It's very difficult to get them out. Well, we have bought some rental properties with unpaying clients and, you know, taking them off the hands of these landlords, which is great. They get their cash. We buy these properties and we've actually been able to move these tenants into some other like multifamily four unit properties that we have that have some housing assistance. So we solved their problem. We got them some housing assistance. We got them out of the property we bought and then we're able to resell the property. So we don't want people to think we're the big bad fund managers that are trying to buy everybody's properties that you know are in trouble. Um, but we've been able to actually help move these people and place them in you know more 
um, Section 8, HUD homes, you know, where they're getting some assistance and, and keeping a roof over their head. So that's something that's been pretty exciting lately. Um, we actually just took back a property in Louisiana that's been broken into three times in two weeks. So that's super exciting. <laughs> <laughs> to be continued, I'll let you know how that how one plays out. Um, but apparently it's not in a very nice area. And wow. uh, now someone is broke into it and now locked it from the inside. So now we are having to have the police go out. So I'm sure we'll be fine, but I'll probably have some good stories about that one. I'm pretty sure you will. Uh, I'm pretty sure you will. <laughs> well, we definitely, definitely do it into the quick rounds. These are going to be quick questions, quick answers. Okay. Ready? Yep. All right. First question. What makes you ever unique? What is that differentiating factor that separates you from the next girl or the next guy? you know what makes me unique in this industry is I started from the ground up. I started as a loan officer's assistant in the private money industry and I have done everything from that to originate to escrow to servicing now into the fund management position I'm in and so um, I think that's unique and also the fact that I also invest in real estate and I've seen the side that our borrowers see um, for a long time. I was very jaded to our investors. You know, I, I take my job very seriously, but when I actually jumped in with both feet and actually started investing in real estate, I was like, whoa, this isn't as easy as everybody says it is. So, um, you know, the fact that I just, I really did start from the ground up and have pretty much done every position available in this industry um, just makes me, you know, pretty well versed, um, you know, to be a fund manager. Sweet. All right. Next question. What was the last book that you read and what was the one thing you picked out from that book? Well, the one that I just read that I really took off from was Atomic Habits. And um, I, I'm a strong believer in that anyways. I was a college athlete, um, but it just reiterated the importance of having habits um, and, and just how, you know, one, it takes time to change those right you know it's not like it happens overnight um and i and it was eye-opening to me it, it made me tune into the habits i actually have the good and the bad and um just being more mindful and intentional with what i'm doing um i i enjoyed that book awesome final question you're busy at work funding deals um what do you do for fun well i've got uh two boys i have a 23 year old fireman and our younger son is a college soccer player um, and we have a lake place and we spend a lot of time in our boat and on the lake with our kids and i guess family time is really what i enjoy and do the most of when i'm not at work yeah i can i can kind of relate <laughs> i got two girls yeah so if there's someone listening and thinking wow i really like what Heather's talking about i want to get connected with you know your firm and what you guys do sure. what's the best place people can reach out get to know more about you Absolutely. The best place to go to is our website. It is securedinvestmentcorp.com. So no plural, securedinvestmentcorp.com. Um, they can actually schedule an appointment with me on there. We've got information about our funds, our trustees. Uh, if they're looking for funding for their project, um, just go to the same website, securedinvestmentcorp.com, and I'll get them to the right person. Um, and I'd love to talk with them about you know our funds um, we also have a lot of information about rolling accounts IRAs 401ks over to self-directed custodians that's something that's very popular with our clients and we'd love to give them some more information about that 
and you guys fund projects across the U across the US? Yeah. Awesome. Well, Heather, really appreciate your time today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Absolutely, it was a pleasure. Thanks again for having me. You may have heard the phrase, there are a thousand ways to make a thousand dollars in real estate. Well, now you can actually tune into the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast with over a thousand, believe it, or a thousand podcasts and still going. The best real estate investing advice ever show is hosted by a very good friend of mine, Joe Fellers. Joe talks to influential thought leaders. We share the best advice ever with none of the fluff. You've got to check this stuff out. So listen and subscribe at bestevershow.com. That's bestevershow.com.